0: The scripture this morning is taken from Philippians 3, verses 7 through 14. I once thought that these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through the faith in Christ. For God's way of of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing his death so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to, pos- to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Ben.
1: Well, good morning. Welcome to Senior Sunday. It's one of our favorites. And every year, I feel like I need we you know we, we remind us why we do this, and um, it's important to, uh, for reminders and the. The reason we do this is to celebrate uh, the lives of young people who have grown up in this congregation, either for several years or some of them all the way from the, when they were born. And so we we join together as a congregation. We come to one service and we celebrate their lives. We pray for them. We bless them and we commission them for the next next role of their life. Uh, we don't. Uh, just in case you're wondering, we. We don't do caps and gowns here because uh, we, I I feel like the caps and gowns are what the schools celebrate because we're not here to celebrate their achievement and their performance. We're here to celebrate their lives and them as being part of this church family. Does that make sense? All right, so I'm going to go off script for a second and for some reason, for some reason the seniors want me to sing. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's not my notes. And they claim I promised them which I did not. But we'll do it on one condition. We're gonna gonna sing as a prayer Amazing Grace. The first verse of Amazing Grace. And I'm not gonna do it by myself. Because I have not sung by myself since I was in high school when I was, fun fact, in show choir. All right, so (laughs) let's do Amazing Grace, and I'm not going to do it by myself. You ready? All right. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound (laughs) that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now was blind, but now I see. That's it. Thank you. I do not know why y'all wanted me to do that, so you're welcome. All right. So, uh, you know, life's full of transitions. We know that. And as Lauren said earlier, uh, our seniors in the, mi- in the middle of the biggest life transition in their lives up to this point, there will be bigger ones, but this is the biggest one up to this point. Uh, any life transition, it grants you the ability to do some self-reflection. Because any, any transition is an ending and a new beginning. It's a time to look backwards, and it's a time to look forwards. So this is where you are, and this is what you need to be doing. And I want to encourage you as you're, as you're reflecting on your years from birth up until now, you you think back, and you think back the, the good things and the not-so-good things. You think back the celebrations and the things that did not go the way you want them to. You think back those really deep, caring moments, and you also think about the painful moments, because they've been there. You know, one of the things about growing up, about adulthood, is you come to a clear uh, recognition that our lives intersect to the point that we... We cause great joy and great pain in each other's lives at different points. And so you think back to the time where you, you have caused pain and you have received pain. So I wanna encourage you as, you as you are thinking about the celebrations, you also think about where do I need to ask forgiveness? Where do I need to offer forgiveness? Because that is what a transition is. It's a time to start uh, a new beginning, but ultimately, What I think when you have a transition, you need to start thinking about faith. This is a perfect time in your life, in your life stage, to be thinking about what role does faith play in my life? And as these transition moments happen, I think it's a good time to stop and say, uh, is the main thing in my life the main thing? So 25 years ago, I was a senior in high school. So May of 1994. So it's 25 years ago, almost today. So I went on, I had a a string of events that God used to kind of slap me around and draw me into deeper faith. So I went with uh, one of the teachers at my high school. He took a rafting trip every year. And I went with the seventh grade guys. And in in part of that trip, I shared a devotion about being a Christian man, what it meant to be a Christian guy. So just before that uh, just before that rafting trip, I went with a fraternity from Mississippi State on a rush trip to New Orleans. wasn't wise. Uh, right after that rafting trip, I went with a another fraternity, the Kappa Sig's from uh, Mississippi State, to Hattiesburg, of all places, where we had rented out they had rented out Senior Frogs, which is no longer around, and we had a wild night. And so. that string of events, about 10 days, so uh, the next morning, I drove back, and everybody in my car was asleep, and it was that moment that it was a Damascus Road experience for me, you know, Paul on Damascus Road, um, where he experienced God in, in a different way, and it was at that moment, I remember God, it was a, it was a loving conviction, and I remember at that moment, we were on I-49 North or Highway 49 North around the big watermelon, you know, the side farms and the, is it Soul Sister? Believe it or not, I've never been in the store, but the the big watermelon. And I remember God saying, look, what you're doing, you have your feet in both camps. This is a major life transition. Choose one way or the other, because one way or the other is better than where you are right now. And it was at that point, I remember I said, okay, I'm all in. I'm all in. So this conversation with these other senior guys in the car, where they were asleep, and I said, I'm all in. And so from that point on, uh, it, that was a new step in me making the main thing the main thing. And consequently, that, that freshman year at Mississippi State was a time where I, I began to answer a call to ministry. So it pains me to say that for a lifelong Ole Miss fan, <laughs> Starkville and Hattiesburg had a much bigger role <laughs> in, my, in my faith development than Oxford did. In our scripture passage this morning, you know, Paul, me put this on real quick. Paul is in a transition moment of his self, of his own. He's in a moment of, of closing out ministry. He's actually in prison when he wrote Philippians. And he's in the point of reflecting and looking back and looking forward himself. And so just before, just before the passage that Ben read in verse five and six, Paul starts to talk about all the things that have given him a pedigree over the years. He starts talking about all the things that give him importance and have made him worth listening to. We can call it his his bag, his look at me bag. We all have those bags of experiences, good and bad, those things we've performed, those things that we've accomplished. We all have those, and Paul was sharing his. Here's, what, here's a couple of things he said. He said, I've, I've got pedigree, and here's why you should listen to me. He said, I've done all the right things. He said, I was circumcised on the eighth day, which for us, we're like, that's weird. But for the first century Jews, that was very important. So he did all the right things. He belonged to the right groups. Paul said, it's in there, he said, I'm a pure-blooded citizen of Israel. Beyond that, I'm a tribe of Benjamin, which was a very exclusive tribe. Beyond that, I'm a member of the the Pharisees, the most dedicated group of biblical scholars at that time. Paul had the Old Testament memorized. Paul had the Old Testament memorized. So here he was. He said, I did the right things. I belong in the right groups. I stood for and against the right things. He said, I've obeyed the law. And in fact, I stood against the church at the beginning. He said, if anybody has pedigree, it's me. Look at my bag of things, my look at me bag. You should listen to me. So for you seniors, you have literally, you have your own look at me bag, Right? And I'm not just talking, I went to my office and put things in my bag that have deep meaning to me that I've done, I've accomplished. Um, Got degrees, pictures of my family, all these things in my bag. Um, You have one too. And you have been literally being raised in a a venue of preparation. You've been being prepared for college. And in fact, the last several years, it's like everything you've done probably had the pressure of, is it going? To, what's it going to look like on your college resume? What's it going to look like on your college resume? Everything. So everything has been building up in your look at me bags. You think about it, grades, classes, the pressure to take AP classes, the pressure to take the right classes, the pressure to keep your GPA up, which most of you I think probably did right. GPAs pretty good. Uh, ACT scores. Good night. The pressure that's put on students today to make that ACT score is enormous. And it's one of those things you have to do to say, look at me. I'm worthy of getting in this school. I'm worthy of your scholarship. Give it to me. In fact, y'all have all had to take these prep classes and spend hundreds of the dollars to get ready for that. Beyond that, you've had sports. You know, a few of you are playing sports in college. You've worked your tails off to get to that point. You've run. You've done drills. You've Uh, countless hours of practice on your own to prove yourself worthy. You've had drama, music, music music contests that you've won over and over again. All these things have gone into your look-at-me bags. I'm important. Here they are. On top of that, volunteer hours. When I was in high school, we did not have required volunteer hours. Now you have to have umpteen volunteer hours and you have to spread them out and you have to have them all signed and do i've I've put my signature on volunteer hours forms more times than i can count you've got that you've got uh you've had jobs you've been traveling you've traveled all over the country some of you all over the world that goes in your look at me bags because you're like i've had this experience i'm worth i'm worth your attention on top of that social lives some of you have been the center of the social life in your school you've actually planned the things that everybody's come to. You've been a big part of that. And that goes on your college resume. That goes on your things. That goes on your social status of saying, hey, I'm important. Look at me. We've had good and bad, and I think adults too, we have these. You have these look-at-me bags that say, I'm important. Here's my pedigree. Let me in, I'm valuable, right? You feel that? You feel that? And one of the, one of the temptations you're gonna have when you walk on a college campus is you start dipping into this thing and saying, I belong here because here's my list of things. Here's my list of things. And you're gonna say, I belong here because of this. And if you're not careful, this becomes your identity. And your performance and what you've done in life becomes your identity. And you're like, love me, I belong, accept me because of what I've done. That's a real temptation. That's a real temptation. Well, Paul is in the same position. And this is, this, this is what makes his next, his next words so powerful, but also cut our pride down so much. Listen to what he says. He said, I, I've got all these things, I'm important. Look at me. Value me because I've done these. And then he says this in verse 7 and 8. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite knowledge, infinite value of, of knowledge, Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it as garbage so that I could gain. Christ, that kind of sticks to our pride a little bit all the things you've done all the things we've done all the things the times your parents have put in Paul's saying all these things that we we hold out to the world and say I'm valuable I'm worthy Paul's saying compared to knowing Jesus they are what worthless in fact he goes a step forward and says they're garbage you want a fun debate? Go read through things and biblical scholars, and they debate whether Paul was actually using profanity there. Doesn't matter. His point was that compared to knowing Jesus, all the things we've accomplished, all the things that we hold valuable, are like garbage. One guy I read said that that word in Greek, the skubion, he said it basically meant... You could take a picture of a half-eaten, rotten carcass that's not worth anything except to be thrown in the, the trash, the trash heap, the burn, the ban. Said all of the things that we point and say, value me are worth are like garbage compared to what knowing Jesus as Lord. He goes on. He says, "I want to know Christ." and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one day, one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Paul's bringing us to a laser focus of the main thing. And the main thing that actually gives purpose and meaning to everything else is knowing, not knowing about, but knowing Christ Jesus as Lord and you know our our prayer as you as as you at this transition moment in your life our prayer that you will consider that and say what is my main thing and you hear Paul's words is this nothing is worth value without the knowledge and the knowing of Christ Jesus our Lord so you think about all the things in your look-at-me bags. I've got mine here. The reason these things have meaning and purpose is because of Christ Jesus. The reason your experiences, everything you've experienced, the good and bad, the reason they have meaning and purpose is because of Christ Jesus. Outside of Christ Jesus, Paul says they're worthless. That's hard for us to here. but it's true. And our bags become purposeful, and our experiences and our gifts become purposeful, purposeful because of Christ Jesus. Here's the thing. Some people, some people talk bad about Paul sometimes. And just to be clear, this wasn't Paul's idea. Paul was pretty much restating what Jesus himself said. One of my favorite passages in Jesus' words, Matthew 6, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. The main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. And that is the the knowing of Christ Jesus as Lord. Now, just, take, just take take a little second on the side, and say for those of us in here who are parents or those of you who have significant influence of young people of kids, we need to hear this too. Because we're in an era where the where It's a race to give our kids the most experiences we can possibly give. And so we've got this this rat race of experience. And I think we have to take a step back, too, and think. I can give my kids every experience possible. But if I'm not passing on the knowledge and the relationship of Christ Jesus, then it's garbage. That's Paul's words, not mine. It's garbage. So I had to say that. But for you, though, as your seniors... I hope you hear this and I hope you'll take this to heart that you too can, can seek God and through these next few months as you're uh, transitioning into a new place to live and a new era of your life that you will seek out God and you will have that experience of being able to commit your life to the next level of faith of, of what really truly matters ultimately and that's your knowing Christ Jesus as Lord. Now I want to give you a task one of the first things you need to do, one of the first things you need to do on the college campuses, wherever you're going, from Oxford to Hattiesburg, Meridian, Starville, they're leave you out? That's it, right? Ellisville. It's kind of Starville. I mean, it's kind of Hattiesburg. Ellisville. Um, first thing you need to do, one of your number one priorities is finding Christian community. Because knowing Jesus is Lord is not an individual thing. It's finding Christian community out of Christian community so one of the first things you need to do is find Christian community last word as we seek Jesus as Lord as we make that number one thing that priority that that main thing the main thing one of the things that happens is this you realize that you are not your gifts and talents you are not your victories and your failures this is important and that you are not your beliefs or your doubts. As you seek Jesus and know Jesus as Lord, you realize, and he, he helps you understand, your true identity is that you are the sons and daughters of God the Father who have been redeemed by grace and given purpose in Christ Jesus to live out our faith by loving God and loving others. And knowing this makes everything else worthless in comparison. So seniors, I hope you will... Uh, that the main thing you take for today is to keep the main thing the main thing. And I do quote my, one of my best friends, Bill Blair, on that, who some of y'all know from the Cultivate trips. He would always say that in his uh, Hillbilly Twain. So the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Amen? Amen. So now we, we, uh, we transition to the part of the service where we're going to... Um, we're going to recognize each senior individually and then close it out with a, a group prayer on the floor. So seniors, as y'all make your way, um, make your way. And uh, the biggest challenge today is get in alphabetical order, which is a prerequisite. Go ahead. Go. Move. Go. Go. So get in alphabetical order as Susan makes her way up. So here's what's going to happen. So line up right there. So we're going to call up each senior individually and we're going to spend some time in blessing each individual senior. And then they're going to make their way down. And after it's all said and done, they're going to line up on the, on the floor. And at that point, parents, siblings can join them up front and Bruce will close out with a congregational prayer over them. Now, as, we, as I call out each individual senior, if you, if you know this senior, you've played a role in this senior's life, uh, I invite you to stand up just in honor of them as they, walk, as they walk past. And they will, put my look at me bag right there, um, and they will come and get the sign of the cross on the head with the baptismal waters. And Susan's going to be saying, remember your baptism and be thankful. Then they'll come to the middle, and I'll say a prayer of blessing over them, uh, each, each as individuals. So, Nellie Arrington. I'll get that. I'll get that. Thank pollen. Now you can stand right there. Nellie, your faith is your own. You keep the main thing the main thing. Okay? Take a seat. Take a knee. Nellie Arrington, may the Holy Spirit continue to work in your life. And by God's grace, may you grow in confidence as a child of God to live out your faith by loving God and loving others. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ben Buffington. Ben, your faith is your own. Keep the main thing the main thing, brother. Take a a kneel. Ben, may the Holy Spirit continue to work in your life, and by God's grace, may you grow in confidence as a child of God to live out your faith by loving God and loving others. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers hug. Alice Caroline Bynum. They you say your faith is your own. Keep the main thing, the main thing. All right, Alice.